Vote like our democracy depends on it. Because it does. Okay, this is Fusebox number 209, Under Obstruction, and you better watch out for falling debris. Yeah, be ever mindful of the falling GOP debris. (coughs) Hello, friends, and uh, welcome in to this, the 209th edition of Fusebox, cautiously entitled Under Obstruction. And uh, more about that in a bit. But I'm your feeling confident about the future of our democracy, but shopping for real estate in Malta just in case. (laughs) Host, Mark Rose. And uh, over there, ablaze in the patriotic glow of red, white, and blue LEDs, is the bulwark of the bottom end. Milt, Milt Keynes, everybody. What? <laughs> I say, I say, sir, you are a bulwark, a, a person giving strong support or uh, encouragement in the time of need, in a time of danger or doubt. Well, holy carp, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and I think we need your as well as everybody else's, strong vocal support right now uh, because we need to encourage folks to get out and vote. And if they uh, have not uh, registered yet, then they need to do that too. Yeah? Oh, well, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we were talking about this uh, earlier today. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, hell yeah. I'm in, man. Well, that's good. Good, good. Because uh, we'll have more about all this uh, very soon. But I just wanted to mention here at the top of the show that this edition of the program airs um, just a few days before Election Day, and uh, we thought it might be uh, just a grand opportunity to spread a little motivation sauce on everyone and uh, do a friendly reminder that uh, our uh, present democracy stands at an unusual and uh, quite precarious crossroads the outcome of which will uh, definitely be decided by us, friends. Yeah, provided they allow you to vote. I mean, these toe-headed idiots dressed in camouflage carrying assault rifles just kind of loitering around the ballot boxes in Arizona is kind of off-putting. Well, precisely my point, Mr. Keynes. We all need to show up, and in numbers that uh, can't be dismissed, intimidated, or overruled. And if you are intimidated, file a complaint immediately, as those folks did in uh, Maricopa County just a few days ago. Because uh, that experience, like you just mentioned, uh, that's illegal. Well, you know, here in Oregon, they they make it just about as easy as they can. I mean, it's all, you know, mail-in ballots here. It's great. Yeah, yeah. And (laughs) And you know what else? They even pay the postage for you. Give you a little handy voters information pamphlet 
I love that thing. It, it, uh, it actually describes each candidate, what they stand for, who endorses them, and full descriptions of every ballot measure in plain English, and uh, not some legal ease that is undecipherable like this. The party of the first part in recognition of the underlying and aforementioned previous statements that were identified and fully sanctioned by the Falsified Document Society, heretofore referred to as the party of the second part, twice removed, by proxy of another case entirely which has no bearing on this measure at all, but take off additional spirit to make it look like it's too much to read, in accordance with the laws of this state Shut up. So, no. None of that. You know, I always take a gander at who supports whom in those uh, pamphlet things. It's, it's really easy to see whose pocket is connected to whose hand. Oh, yeah. Surely better than not knowing. You know, uh, as we were planning this show the other day and, and uh, uh, we were going through that election roster. Yeah. Well, it just hit me. How many batshit... Crazy idiots are running in these midterm elections. I mean, they didn't just drink the Kool-Aid. They ate the damn package and then the truck that delivered the stuff to the store. It's sobering. It's, uh, it's also just really another wake-up call for us all, uh, just like in 2018. We all need to turn out and vote for everything you're eligible to vote for. Not just a favorite candidate, but everything. See, if you read about these ballot measures and, uh, in particular, what they are targeted for, oftentimes these things get kind of overlooked and then, and then the result of, of voting incorrectly there might have some unfortunate outcomes for us. Well, we seem to be pretty informed out here on these things. I mean, uh, it's like you said, it's, it's described in plain English and tells you the pros and cons of every measure. It is a crazy landscape out there. Certainly not in my lifetime have I uh, ever seen such a, an absolutely contentious political landscape. And uh, you go back to, to what? Lincoln? Now cut that out! <laughs> hey, y'all. This is Harper Valley, and well, goodness gracious, I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder to get out there and vote. You know just as well as I do that every vote counts, including yours. So don't be a squirrel tiny. Hey, darling, get out there and exercise your right to vote. And if you don't, well, you can just kiss my peppery cheesy grit. Okay, bye now. Uh, Chris Kringle here. Up to my armpits and Legos, Nintendos and Barbies. Talk about supply chain issues. When it's 30 below here and half your elves have left for cushier jobs making cookies, it just makes you rethink the whole one billion toys in a night routine. Uh, but that's not why I called. There's some folks on the election ballot this year that really want to change our country and fuck us up for many years to come. The easiest way to stop them? Vote. You, the citizen, have the power to put or keep the right people in office. A lot of countries don't have that. Don't miss your chance. Oh, <laughs> the missus wants to try out some new toys, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Coming, dear! <laughs> Crinkle out. What's up, everybody? It's Devin James, and what I'm doing is telling y'all 
to vote or register to vote if you haven't yet. If you're scared to vote, get out there and vote, man. This is how you get your voice heard. It's a civic duty to vote and say what you gotta say and decide on what you wanna decide. So do that, get out there, vote, register to vote, 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 bam. You know, honestly, I think the uh, first election I uh, voted in was, uh, yeah, Jimmy Carter. Yeah, you know, I I actually don't remember. Um, well, you know, the 70s were uh, kind of a blur. A kind of a blur, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, to put a little menu together of utter stupidity and true conspiracy, we offer this brief uh, time capsule of uh, voter suppression. And let's start with Arizona Republican nominee for governor, uh, Carrie Lake, who just recently refused to say that she would accept the results of the upcoming election unless she wins. (laughs) Now, you, you may recall that Orange Guy said that exact same thing in 2020. And now more than half of the Republican nominees in the midterm elections have refused to say that President Joe Biden won the 2020 election because, they allege, there was voter fraud. And that most of the, quote, fraud that has been detected and uh, determined That came from the Republicans, but that's another story. This, of course, flies in the face of the fact that voters have the right to choose their actual leaders. Some of you are not chosen, period. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this uh, uh, voter rejection thing uh, from the GOP is uh, evidently not new, by the way. It's been part of the GOP machine since the 1980s. According to historian Heather Cox Richardson, whom, by the way, I sincerely recommend you follow, as uh, she has a very logical and historically accurate view on the uh, patterns of the political landscape, as well as as just day-to-day life. A a link to her blog is in the show notes, and uh, uh, Miss Richardson states, that uh, when it became clear to Republican leaders that their, quote, supply-side economics... A GOP idea that said, just make sure the supply is all on my side. <laughs> yes. Uh, a clever turn of phrase, Mr. Keynes. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so, yes, this was, a, this was a program designed to put uh, more money into the hands of those, well, virtually at the top of the economy... And, uh, as you might imagine, wasn't exactly popular with voters who uh, came to recognize that cutting taxes and services uh, did not, in fact, result in more tax revenue and rising standards of living. So, uh, as Ms. Richardson says here, voters threatened to throw the Republicans out of office and put back in place the Democrats' policies of using the government to build the economy from the bottom up. Wasn't it like uh, somewhere during the, the, the Reagan years that they all started to monkey with voting rolls? Uh, you're right. You're absolutely right, Mr. Keynes. Uh, it, it, it appears that a uh, rather flawed effort to protect President Ronald Reagan's second round of tax cuts. We all remember that, don't we? That was 1986. So Republicans began to talk of cutting down Democratic voting through a, quote, ballot integrity initiative, (laughs) estimating 
that、uh, their plans could quote eliminate at least sixty to eighty thousand folks from the rolls, particularly in the state of Louisiana. And、uh, quoting here again, if it's a close race, this could keep the black vote down considerably. And、uh, that was said by a regional director of the Republican National Committee. And then it was just a mere prancing frolic to、uh, insist that the Republicans lost elections not because of their ideas that were, well, you know, pretty crappy and unpopular, but because Democrats cheated. Again, here from、uh, Miss Richardson in、uh, 1994. Losing candidates charged、uh, without evidence that Democrats won elections with quote voter fraud in California, for example, Senator、uh, Dianne Feinstein's opponent, who had spent nearly twenty-eight million dollars of his own money on the race, but、uh, lost by about a hundred and sixty thousand votes, said on Larry King Live that、uh, quote frankly. The fraud is overwhelming, and that、uh, once he found evidence, he would share it to demand a quote new election. That evidence, you know, that never materialized. But in February 1995, the losing candidate finally made a statement saying he would stop litigating despite quote massive deficiencies in the California election system. In the interest of a thorough bipartisan investigation and solutions to those problems, and the fact that I'm a lying bag of pig wind and can't afford to keep this pointless legal battle alive—more <laughs> true than you would know. In the Senate, after a ten-month、uh, investigation, the Republican-dominated Rules Committee voted sixteen to zero. To dismiss accusations of voter fraud in the election of Louisiana Senator Mary Landro, which、uh, cost her five hundred thousand dollars in legal fees, and uh, the committee two hundred and fifty thousand. And we will continue the、uh, discussion on the other side of the break here with a gentleman who knows all about. The political strategy machine, inside, outside, sideways, and backwards, having spent four decades in political media. Stay with us. That man was in a state of shock. Thank you, Fusebox, for helping to get the vote out. I just would like to say, in this age of yes, I'll accept the results of the election as long as I win. There has never been a more important time to go vote to show that philosophy by overwhelming numbers that it's a ludicrous thought. Democracy needs to prevail, so please vote and help it do so. Thank you. Hola, este es Enrique Andrade urgiéndole que se registre para votar en las elecciones de este noviembre. Porque si votas puedes, y si puedes vota. Regístrate y vota este noviembre. If you're someone who likes to complain. Then you should vote. Then you can complain all you want. But if you don't vote, you don't have a say in this conversation because you don't care enough to make your voice heard where it counts. TheFuseBoxShow.com. And we are back. 
Well, that's just splendid. Because, given the uh, urgency and uh, more than curious uh, landscape of our current political system in this country, I thought it might be a really good uh, idea to get the perspective of someone who has spent the last 40 years maneuvering through the rapids of uh, political media strategy, a very dear friend of mine who has uh, recently uh, actually relocated uh, to this area. Yeah, we rescued another one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Mr. Keynes, we did. (laughs) Let's meet Gregory Wilson. The Fusebox Interview. Well, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to do this, my friend. It's uh, been a long time coming, and as Milt, him over there, as he said earlier on that we rescued you from, uh, from your prior surroundings, so we're, we're grateful to have you here. There's a lot of people back in Florida that are uh, so happy that I was able to escape. <laughs> I'm sure you have a list. <laughs> so, just out of the box, my first question clearly is, what the hell is going on? It's an election year, but it's a midterm election year, right, right. which is a different animal. Yeah, but the climate is just unbelievable. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen anything more contentious or insane. You know, some historian will point back to a time in American history where it was this bad or worse. Mm-hmm. But in our lifetime or, or in, in the recent century, no. Yeah. And uh, it, it just keeps getting worse. All the guardrails are down. All the rules are dispensed with. Mm-hmm. All the civility is gone. The civility. That's the main thing. The civility. You know, you used to have, you could have intelligent debates on both sides of the aisle and maybe just agree to disagree, but they wouldn't be like, someone breaking into your house and beating up your husband. (laughs) Only because you weren't there. That's right, because they were after you. If you were there, you'd, well, probably be dead. Well, you and I discussed it earlier. Mm -hmm. It's tribalism. It is. We all have uh, retreated to uh, our side, and it doesn't matter what the other side says. Yeah, it's true. We are going to vote for our person, and uh, they are going to vote for their person, no matter how much they might feel inclined to hold their nose. That's right. Because uh, it's numbers. It is. Who controls Congress? Right. Now, I would be remiss if I did not point out that Congress is only one in, you know, many thousands of other elections. There's still a lot of people running for city council and county commission and sheriff and whatever. That, But it has reached down into those levels as well. It has reached that far down ballot where it's just as contentious and dangerous. School boards School are the board. new war zone. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard this. <laughs> I mean, there's money flying around in these things. The question is, was this always coming? Was this always there? Or did something trigger it? Did someone unleash it? Did someone give us license to be our darker selves? It's a good open-ended question, which might be answered with big orange guy, but who knows? I Uh, try not to choose sides unless somebody's (laughs) paying me. (laughs) Speaking of that, you've spent quite a few years doing this stuff, and I have fond memories of some of our early work. But uh, when you see something, when you see like a a magazine ad or a television spot or uh, any piece of political media, whatever it might be, what, what hits you as a tell? 
that there's there's something going on in the piece. Maybe <laughs> beware of this messaging. You know, some, maybe something that's not obvious to most of us. But when you're just reviewing something in general, well, as you well know, I check first to see if their lips are moving. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually a dead giveaway. <laughs> um, there is laziness, and then there is uh, just insidiousness. Uh, laziness in that they can't find anything else to say except the usual cliches because it's code to their side that, oh, I'm, you're one of us and so we know who we're going to vote for. But the laziness, is just as a creative director, which is what the title that I've always maintained, I, I'm just embarrassed for the profession. Can't you all do better than that? Mm-hmm. What am I looking for? Did someone come out of the box with something fresh? Right. And did somebody come across as actually authentic? Something I really look for in a candidate is, are you truly selfless? Are you someone who doesn't just use the word I uh, every fifth word, when in fact you really should be talking about you, the uh, voter? Mm -hmm. So, uh, no, I haven't seen much of that. Uh But that's what I'm looking for. Otherwise, to me, it's tired stuff. Don't get me wrong. there are professionals out there making millions of dollars right now producing tired stuff who would tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. And it's why I'm very, very pleased to report that I'm now retired. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> it's a happy place to be right now, especially right now. Can't oh, imagine. gosh, especially right now. Because you reached a point where no matter how good your work is, you can't win because if the other side takes you seriously enough, Hundreds of thousands of dollars magically appear out of nowhere and bury you with negative advertising. Yes. So, right. you know, it's, it's, it's a tough business being a candidate now yeah. and an even tougher business being a consultant. Is there room for positive messaging these days in our, in our world? Uh, I say yes, but obviously the circumstances are different for every candidate. If you stay positive, if you don't take the bait and go negative because of something your opponent said, people have a hard time feeling badly about you. Uh, when you see negative advertising, it's conventional for me to say this, but it's, it's, it's a safe bet that they feel like they're behind, they can't catch up, so they have to pull you back mm. in order to win. Somebody challenging an incumbent, that's an inherently a negative campaign because they really do have to give voters a reason to fire the incumbent. But it's laziness. It's easier to say bad things about your opponent than to find enough good things to say about yourself. Are there important considerations that folks need to take into account when they're looking at any kind of political stuff that win? We see a lot of it out here, certainly, uh, in terms of handouts, handbills, you know, all that stuff that floods their inboxes, both uh, physical and and Internet-based. I don't think that you should read too much into them. They should interest you enough to want to find out more, Mm -hmm. to contact the campaign, and to get straight answers from straight questions. Mm -hmm. And when I say straight answers from straight questions, I mean don't give them loaded questions because they don't have any reason to answer those. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there's enough gotcha moments in in forums and and interviews that uh, they know when nut jobs and wing nuts are (laughs) calling up to ask loaded (laughs) questions. Uh, But every voter has different issues at at varying levels of importance. And these materials, you can't expect them to reasonably answer 
uh, every question. Mm-hmm. So it's incumbent upon you to do your homework and just use these materials to see who comes closest. But you have to close the sale yourself with yourself by going to hear them speak, calling up and asking them a question, emailing them, whatever. Mm-hmm. Being a voter is a, a responsibility. And if you eeny, meeny, miny, mo, or you just follow some slate card, you, you're you're taking the easy way out. That's right. And and as we were speaking about earlier in the show, um, you know, out here we we do get this voter pamphlet, this voter guide. And I got it's, mine in the mail, and I'm not even a voter here. Right. And I was duly impressed. Mm-hmm. I think that while within Oregon's borders, you may not realize quite how different you are. <laughs> uh, you are exemplary, and you have a lot to uh, be proud of in terms of how you conduct elections. You know, you, you can have your differences with candidates sure. and their policies and their positions. And do. But in terms of uh, how elections are conducted here, I'm envious. Yeah. Well, I, I have, we'll never see this in Florida. No, you won't. <laughs> but I'll tell you what we used to, and this, I have to go here because it was one of my most memorable moments working with you on some of these things back in the past. And we, you have to explain this to people because they wouldn't understand. But you had developed this, you had developed this strategy. This is a radio strategy back in the day where... You radio. remember radio. You remember radio. Or at what, least your grandfather does. <laughs> get him out of the closet and bring him into the room. The Saturday surprise, which was a, uh, a wonderful technique. <laughs> that was used for, you just have to explain that to, to our oh, folks out here. You're giving away my secrets Oh, now. I know, but it's so good. Yeah, you're, you don't have to worry about them now, right? <laughs> true, true. I don't. I don't. Well, the thing about a log where they write down what spots are going to air when on a station. They print them at like noon on a Friday for all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and all day Monday. So once you get something on the log by Friday morning at 10, and the log prints at noon, and this is plus or minus a little bit, but that's, that's about right, it's set in stone. So my good friend Mark and I used to produce novel <laughs> to say the least. commercials and we'd pop one in there uh, Friday uh, morning and it'd be on the log uh, first thing Saturday morning and uh, the opponent would be drinking their coffee and hear this and <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> and they'd have to listen to it all week long and the soonest that they could respond to it in kind on the same channel for instance would be tuesday morning that's right by then we would have changed the spot to something else and people (laughs) are wondering what is he talking about (laughs) i mean it uh, it's delicious it's a it was a delicious strategy and uh there was another favorite i had i would buy time on a station in orlando for for a statewide race and they're like why are you buying time here i said well because when i do uh, the opponent will hear it, and they'll come in and buy two or three times as much time as I bought. And I want them to waste their money here in this market. <laughs> and she says, you mean I'm going to make more money? And I said, yes, just keep this little secret between us. Yeah. <laughs> as a matter of fact, tell them that I bought twice as much as I really did so that they will buy four or five times as much. <laughs> That's how the game goes. <laughs> and so go waste your money somewhere else. We're actually fighting the race over here. That's brilliant. So there's all kinds of little tricks. But that was then. I, I mean, know. it's a very different marketplace now. Very different uh, methods. Technology, used. media, social media, digital media, cable that knows exactly who you are and what you're watching. Right. Yeah, I have 
described myself for years as a dinosaur trying to outrun extinction uh, <laughs> with respect to this industry, and uh, I got out at a good time. You did, and we're happy that you got out and you're coming here. Yeah, we're going to have fun now. We are going to have fun now. And thank you again so much for, for taking time to do this. This is uh, this has been a delight. I'm just I'm glad we're just doing this in the same room, man. Well, you know that I'm a big fan of Fusebox. <laughs> I was there. Uh, at its inception. At its inception. <laughs> and the fact that you're still here uh, doing it is uh, extraordinary, and I'm, well, honored to be here. Well, thank you, my friend, and thank you for contributing. say man i'm i'm kind of familiar with that uh, saturday surprise you guys were talking about really yeah yeah usually happened after a friday night visit to doreen's taco emporium for one of her famous chili and clam burritos <laughs> you're a lucky man to be alive yeah that's what the coroner said <laughs> Oh, and with that, uh, we'll call it a show, friends. But not before thanking our contributors to this edition of the show. Enrique Andrada, Levi Buchanan, Regina Carroll, Devin James, Aaron Lane, Bruce Miles, Eric Newsom, and Jeff Pollard for helping us get the message out. And a uh, big, big thanks to my buddy Gregory Wilson for... Uh, taking the time and coming over here to play and it was yeah, a welcome home <laughs> yes indeed and welcome home yes indeed uh, so uh, I think we'll be hearing a little more from Gregory over the uh, ensuing uh, episodes but uh, so stay tuned but anyway and of course thanks as well to the maestro of the meters Milt Keynes for uh, technical assistance and so forth and so on well thank you kindly and uh, folks it's kind of a big deal so uh Please vote, wherever you may be, as our buddy Pollard says, in these United States of Awesome. And if you haven't registered, do it. It's use it, or maybe you'll lose it time. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we uh, we really do. We need to show up, friends, and send a clear message. And uh, don't be intimidated by fake vote police. It's uh, your right to vote, and it's not a privilege, so... If you encounter any weirdness out there preventing you from voting, report it immediately. Because uh, voter intimidation is a federal crime. I have been your walking softly, but carrying a big subpoena host, Mark Rowe, saying, until our next cartoon. Thank you.